Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Matt Sanders. Matt bowled collegiately at Marion University. Matt Timberg and Coach Gay Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well here, Matt. Thanks for asking. You did bowl collegiately at Marion University. So let's talk about that. What are some of your more memorable moments of bowling in college? Uh, I'd probably say my freshman year, honestly. Uh, we had a pretty good year, my or team my freshman year, sorry. Uh, we had a... Uh, Myself, Zachatori, Deontay Fields, Ryan Ventillo, and a couple of seniors, Jordan Grace, Matt Sandrew. We had a pretty solid team, and we were uh, able to get to national championships where we finished, I think it was seventh or so. It was a really close match to get to the top five or something like that. And uh, we were, unfortunately, we lost, but it was, it was an awesome run that we made uh, my freshman year. That is that is some talent, and a lot of you guys were were freshmen, were you not, uh, Deontay and, and Zachatori? And uh, did you guys get to bowl together for a few years? And have you, you know, stayed in touch over the years? Yeah, we stayed in touch. Uh, we were able to bowl for a couple more years after that. But uh, after our seniors left, I believe we made the national championships again our sophomore year. But uh, my junior and senior year, I don't believe we made it there. But uh, our first two years were were pretty fun. So, again, we're speaking with Matt Sanders, bowl collegiately at Marion University. So I'm also looking, you know, you you also made the NAIA Coaches Association. You you, you made a second team for that. Talk about that and just come, a, you know, being able to be recognized by the uh, by the other coaches in the in, in the organization and in the association as far as people recognizing your bowling skills and really what led to that and, and how were you guys able to work together? Uh, it, was, it was definitely awesome. It was, it was cool to be on that team with, a group of awesome guys. I know uh, most of the guys on the first team and second team, we've all been friends for a while, but just to be up there with that group is just amazing. But, uh, I mean, you have to give the credit to my team. They they're always had each other's back. It was just a fun group to bowl with and uh, our coaches as well. But, uh, yeah, the, the NAI championships just in general was always a great time. At the end of the year, you know, you work throughout the whole year just to get to those championships every time. And uh, just to have that, uh, banquet with all the great teams, and then that week in your bowling for national titles, just something you you won't forget. So we have quite a few you know younger listeners uh, that listen to this, and uh, they're trying to maybe you know figure out and decide what the what the right school is for them. How did you how did you come upon Marion University, and were you looking at any other, any other programs, and and what kind of advice would you give for our younger people still trying to figure out uh, what's the right program or what's the right school for them? Uh, personally, I, uh, I knew most of the guys that were going to Marion or were at Marion. So I was kind of lucky there because I'm originally from Evansville, Indiana, which is about three and a half hours away. So that, that played a huge factor in where I was going to go. I didn't really want to go across country. I kind of wanted to stay within driving distance, but not too close, not too far. But that, that was a main thing for me. And then I studied finance, which they had an awesome business school and they started building more onto it as I was there. So that definitely played a huge factor, but just 
knowing most of the guys there, I'd bowl with them a lot, and then being sort of close to home was probably the biggest factor in helping me stay close to home and going to Marion. So, Matt, fast-forwarding now, it was uh, just over, you know, right around a month ago or so, you won the, the Plastic Ball Championship, the PBA Extra Frame Billy Hardwick Memorial Open in Memphis, Tennessee. What was that like? First off, you know, you guys are bowling with the, the old-school equipment, the, um, you know, the the <laughs> plastic balls, and that had to be quite the experience for you. Have you ever bowled anything like that prior to the PBA event, and then really, you know, <laughs> explain that experience of winning, you know, winning that event. Uh, I've I've never bowled a basketball tournament before until that day. Uh, I kept joking around with some of the guys that I, that I bowl with around here. That I mean, I've, I've thrown a basketball a couple times in practice, shot a couple three hundred with hundreds with it, just pulling around on board or something like that. I told him, I was like, if I get going, I might start striking. You never know. And uh, I was lucky to get lined up on Sunday, and uh, things just worked out. Luckily, but yeah, that was that was the first time. It was a unique tournament. It was just completely different to what I'm used to, but it was it was awesome. And and you were bowling, you know, you bowled Brian LeClaire for the for the title, and Brian, you know, he he was uh, he's been on a tour and had bowled uh, over 400 some tournaments or so um, as a uh, you know as a touring professional, and was looking for that first win as well. And it was a pretty high-scoring affair, too. Uh, kind of walk us through that a little bit. And also, uh, what did you see difference-wise? I'm sure you've used uh, some of the modern-day urethane balls as well. How, do, how does that compare with polyester as far as ball motion and, and pin carry and stuff? Because the scoring pace did look pretty high. I know the championship match was uh, actually, I was sort of nervous. I, I mean, I was extremely nervous going into it. But uh, compared to the few pairs that I bowled on before that match, that was actually a really tough 10 minutes of practice. I don't know if they showed it on extra frame. I actually haven't gone back to watch since I won, to be honest. But uh, I uh, I know I might have struck two or three times in that 10 minutes of practice, and it started getting me worried because the first few pairs before that had a really good look, definitely. But uh, I know Brian just kept striking, and uh, the weekend before that, I bowled against Craig Nidefer for a regional title, and it was an extremely high-scoring championship match. I think I lost with a 268 or something like that. So uh, that was uh, wow. I, I, I keep uh, I keep giving him crap for it because I tell him that he kind of helped me for that weekend because Brian kept striking I didn't want it to happen two weekends in a row so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, cool. if I talk about the uh, plastic balls compared to urethane or resin I, uh, just going off the last couple of years of bowling I know I I'm, I'm left-handed obviously so I tend to see more carry down than I'm than uh, the righties, I, I feel like, at least, because I see so many lefties doing your thing nowadays. But uh, the first day, Saturday, it actually started breaking down one that I thought it would. Come Sunday, there was a lot more carry down. That's why I actually didn't play out where I was playing during practice because I knew if I kept throwing my plastic ball, that it might transition the way I didn't want it to happen for the championship match. So if that helps. And you mentioned uh, Craig Nidefer, and he uses a lot of urethane as well. I know he's uh, he, he was. I just saw him when I was down there in in Las Vegas for the Open Championships, and and he was uh, had set some really huge numbers in the Bowlers Journal. Um, I think he's uh, probably recently been declared a, a champion there with 840 some event in the singles uh, with urethane. So you know, as you mentioned that, you know, talking and, and looking at that that motion, did you? He said carry down's a little bit of an issue. What about do you have to make fewer adjustments or are different types of adjustments with, with polyester as compared with urethane or the resin? Uh for me I think it was mostly ball speed. I, I like staying a little more aggressive, but just to uh 
just to stay a little softer with my speed. To, I, I saw a lot more shape than most of the guys. If I don't, at least mm. to me, it seemed like it. But uh, I know on Saturday, I felt like I keep telling everybody, I felt like I was too on top of it. There was a little bit of friction around five or so, and I think I was playing too on top of it because my ball wanted to just hook as soon as it hit the lane, or if I threw it left, it just never got there. But uh, whenever it came to Sunday, it was, like I said, I saw a lot more carry down. I was saying it's probably because of the plastic, of course, but um, I made a little move Sunday and uh, was able to find a look, luckily. So, Matt, who are, who's a bowler who you looked up to as a kid when you were bowling and did you maybe emulate their style or or uh, or, or someone who you really watched and, and really took some tips that, that made your game what it is today? That's actually a really tough one. Uh, there's, there's a lot of guys, obviously. But uh, my dad uh, always had me, or he always talked about Dick Weber. I know that was a little before my time, but I was fortunate mm-hmm. enough to bowl against him when I was a kid. I can't believe can't remember how old I was. I might have been eight or nine years old, and I had a chance to go bowl against him just, just for fun at, at uh, his bowling center over in St. Louis, and uh, it was a really cool experience. So I, I kind of think I'd try to take a little bit from each person. I kind of like to uh, be like Dick Weber, kind of like be the good guy. But obviously you got people like Pete Weber that are just unbelievable bowlers. They do their own thing. It's a little different. But uh, it's probably Dick Weber that, for the old school and new school. It's probably Tommy Jones. I, I love his game. Just love it. He definitely has a solid game. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's a model for a lot of uh, people who use the, you know, the digital uh, coaching programs on their computers to analyze and you know, give, give, uh, do a lot of digital lessons. So he's, he's uh, definitely in, in great, solid position all throughout the approach. Uh, hey, final question, Matt, that I have for you is uh, I think let's talk a little bit about the future now. Um, what are your plans for the future? Does your, your win at the national level uh, change any either plans that you had for bowling, how integral it was going to be in your, in your uh, professional life, and, uh, and what do you have any kind of short and long-term goals? Uh, I wouldn't say it changes too much. Uh, this year was kind of like a feeler, I guess, to see kind of how it was out there. I know I just, just recently started in February, but uh, – uh, it's pretty cool. Obviously, I get to bowl another tournament, TOC, uh, in the upcoming year. So that's that's pretty cool. But uh, I'm I'm probably gonna see and uh, see how this goes and go full time the next few years. Hopefully, but, uh, I wouldn't say it changes too much. I know uh, I want to keep working at it. It's something I've wanted to do since I was a kid. So uh, I'll keep going after it for as long as I can. Well, great stuff, Matt Sanders. Wanted to thank you for joining myself and Coach Casey of Clemkin on the Above180.com podcast. 